yeah, yeah. no I'm, I'm i think i'm doing better now mm. i'm doing better now what i do is um if i just don't feel like i just don't i don't feel like i owe anyone anything anymore say that again please. i don't feel like i owe anybody anything can you anymore. say it one more time even louder i don't feel like i owe anyone anything anymore which Beautiful. is sad because i don't feel like i owe my mom anything no but this, but but this it's is from the love i love her mm-hmm. i want to De- thank you that's the beautiful thing in this life we have this sense of entitlement to people yeah. we think that oh yeah because it's my friend or my parent or my child or whoever it is we feel like we have dominion over them yeah, yeah? and that isn't it yeah. at the end of the day we don't belong to anybody and nobody belongs to us the same yeah. way that people come into our life they can also exit it uh-huh. as well and what you said now you're doing things not because of this sense of entitlement or because she's my mom or because that person's my friend or i have to do this no it's like no I'm doing this because I'm choosing to do it. Yeah. And when you choose to do something... Right, guys, welcome to another episode of Advice with Alex and Friends, the podcast. I'm your host, Alex, and I'm joined by a really special guest today. Do you want to introduce yourself? It's Fifi. Yeah. And what's your socials? Fifi.Lewis on... Everything. I'm only on Twitter and Instagram. I'm not on Facebook. I don't like Facebook. Though. Facebook, yeah. I don't... Facebook's so formal. <sighs> Have people at work ever tried to add you on Facebook? I don't know. I haven't used it in ages. Okay, you're not Because um, someone hacked me. Ooh. So I just can't be bothered to get it back. So I just don't care enough. Too many aunties are trying to follow me out. Yeah, that's how I made my exit in like 2012. I never looked back. Yeah, that'd be too yeah. busy. I remember there was a time like whenever I'd post something and there would be a guy in the picture, it's like, is that your boyfriend? Is that your boyfriend? Is that your boyfriend? Chill out. They don't know. They don't. They actually just yeah no. And then they try to follow. Do you know the ones that I had to say to my mom because like they're trying to add me on Facebook and she's like, can't put that picture out because my friends are seeing it. And it's like, but I didn't make Facebook for your friend. Yeah. So then she's like, yeah. And I'm like, I purposely block your friends because mm-hmm. I don't understand why they need to see. Yeah, what's going on with you? Like, tell them to like, allow it. Like, yeah. auntie, uncle, and the party and Facebook, why? Hello? No. <laughs> so we're not doing that. Facebook yeah. is cancelled, you know. Yeah. Sorry, Mike, Mark, what's his name? It's Zuckerberg. Oh, Mark Zuckerberg. Whatever his name is. Yeah, he's got enough money as he is. It doesn't matter. No, no. We're, we're trying to make our own peace here yeah for real yeah so, <laughs> so like okay so we've digressed but like going back onto you because fiona is very busy out in these streets so do you want to give a little bit of an introduction about who you are and what you do so i am um fifi well my thingy name is fifi lewis obviously that's my nickname because people call me fifi um my name is fiona I am a presenter and a host. I have a radio show every Monday, 9 to 11, called The Good Time Show, which will be expanding soon, so look out for that. I do hosting, so i just recently done an event called Wave Control, which I'm the resident host for, and I'm also the resident host for Cocktails and Vibes, which is a cocktail masterclass, so make sure you're looking out for that, because it's really, really lit. Um, and yeah, I'm just trying to get more out there as a presenter. Obviously, I've got a degree. I've got a HR degree, mm-hmm. almost, master's, and um, yeah. I can dance, I just don't do nothing with it. I'm not a singer, but I like to sing. Um, I hate cardio, hate fruit. 
<laughs> yes, Fiona hates fruit. Okay, so basically, this girl. So we're chilling at the dinner table, and she's telling me that she doesn't like fruit. There's a fruit bowl on the dinner table, and um, I'm like, what? Like you don't like uh, like any fruit at all? Most people that don't like fruit, they at least at least like one fruit, like you know, grapes or mangoes or whatever. This girl doesn't like fruit at all. Wow. Wow. It's kind of a phobia. But we're working on it. I can do smoothies that I can touch it. Okay. I was, wasn't able to touch it before. That is funny. That's... A bit of a weirdo. A little bit. It's yeah. okay. No, it's my truth. Don't like fruit. Don't put it in my face. I'm going to fry it. <laughs> so, wait. What about veg? Yeah, I'm a veg girl. Okay. I can do veg. Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. We're cool. We're That's veg. fine. But fruit, no way. She's, no, that's weird. That's the funniest thing <laughs> I've ever heard in my life. It's actually funny. It, but, I mean, yeah. we've all had something in it. Like, we all have a... That's true. I'm trying know. to think of what I don't like. I don't like mushrooms. I hate mushrooms with mm. all of my chest. Like, yeah. Yeah, no, I proper hate mushrooms. And this is the thing. I feel like people, whenever you have a veggie for something, or if you tell people, okay, yeah, I'm vegetarian or whatever, the first things that they want to give you are cheese. And I can't, I physically cannot do cheese. And mushrooms. And I'm like, no, mushrooms are dead. I don't understand. What is this thing? This 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 fungus that you want to come and give me? For what? It feels like skin. Don't you think? It just lo- it looks awful. Yeah. From young, I just... Um, yeah, do not. I don't want food that's even touched mushrooms. Like, oh, yeah. I don't want anything to do with don't it. Don't you think it's weird? People that are like, oh, my food is touching. I can't eat it. Yeah, you're special. And not in the good way. I don't understand. What's wrong? It's all going to the same place. Yeah. And it comes out as one, united. Yeah. yeah. In the other end of your. Yeah, at the end of this journey for your body, it's gonna come out as one. As soon as as soon as it enters your mouth, it all gets joined together. So what's your problem? Don't touch it. Don't touch it. It's touching. I, I think it's like a presentation thing. It's not actually to do with the food itself. It's to do with how it's presented. They're probably OCD in other areas of their life as well. They probably yeah they probably are actually and they probably have a way of um a way they interpret a particular people yeah as well things and space and whatever yeah I've never understood that but we'll get on to the nonsensical things of the week so you can go first or I can go first totally up to you oh so I don't know why but obviously on my commute so what I usually do is fight for a seat because that's what we do my commute is long um <laughs> I usually get one at the beginning of the thing sit down and I get my book out. Um, I haven't really been enjoying the book. Well, the book I was reading, it took me a long time for me to get into it. Mm-hmm. So I would open it and then I'll close it instantly and I'm observing people. And what I noticed for the last week was um, people pick their nose a lot and they eat it and it's disgusting. <laughs> it's nasty. Like, it's, it's actually nasty. And they, they think they're so slick how they do it. Like, they proper pick it and it, it's like a oh kid. It's my nasty. God. No, I was I never expected it. You didn't expect that. It's really disgusting. You and said they pick their nose and they, they... We're talking grown men. Grown men. And women. Oh yeah. Goodness. And what I think is like... And do these people need a tan? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, they do. Well, <laughs> it's not... um. It's not much of an issue for, you know, our tanned people. Okay. However, yeah. my thing is this. What comes to my mind is not actually the presentation of their selves. Mm-hmm. It's actually who's going to kiss them. I'm thinking, you probably got a girlfriend, mm-hmm. a boyfriend. But maybe they're doing the same thing. So what's the issue? It's actually got me scared now on who I'm seeing kissing. But then again, I don't know in terms of tannedness. Yeah. If 
that issue is something that occurs. Mm-hmm. However, mm-hmm. it's just nasty yeah. because you've brushed your teeth and then you're eating a bogey on the train. You don't even think to do it discreetly and people are looking at you and they can see you doing it. Obviously, it's a commute, so not the same thing. People are kissing you after that. Mm-hmm. You've got a girlfriend and she's kissing you thinking, oh my God, your breath smells lovely, whatever it is, and you just ate your bogey. Nah. It's actually disgusting, That's man. foul. It is nasty. That is nasty. It's I nasty. can't... What would make you... You know, like, everything in life is a process. Like, you you thought about picking your nose. You now pick your nose. You now... As you held the, 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 the bogey on your, on your finger... You looked at the boogie. Nah, they don't even look though. This is the no, thing. No, wait, 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 wait. Because now, now they don't look at it because they're professionals. They just... But what I'm saying is the first time you'd have looked, <laughs> you'd have made that conscious decision. I have so, this boogie. Oh, I, have, like? I have a few options of what I can do with this boogie. You know, I can wipe it off and throw it in the dustbin. <laughs> I can, you know, stare at it for longer. I can put it somewhere that maybe I shouldn't put it. Yeah. Or maybe the final thought was I can put it in my mouth. Now... You decided that first day that you're gonna put it in your mouth and continue doing it. Like, what does it even take? Like, why am I asking? I don't. I don't care. Like, why am I asking? Why to be fair, do you yeah. know what people actually put a lot of nastiness on? in their mouth. <laughs> obviously, yes, that, yes, that's true. Like to put things in your mouth. Yeah. But no, moving like obviously not getting to that. Yeah. I read something today about this man who um, drinks a pint of his wee every morning. Like piss, legit. So people are doing very weird things. <laughs> you wouldn't even know it. Like. So, um, I guess this is an age of acceptance. Oh, no. No, I don't think no. it's the age of acceptance. What it is, I think people are just more vocal about things. I think people have always done nastiness. Yeah. But it was always in the shadows. And obviously now, because we've got social media and people just, people are now just overt with the rubbish that they do. Can we go back to the secret life of, of you weirdos? Because I'm really not interested in Let it just be a special documentary once a couple, you know. Couple let's, of years. Yeah, let's not know about it. Like, you're bogey-picking people on the trains. It's nasty. Now I really do read my book because yeah. I can go my day without knowing that I'm sitting across from someone who's actively in his bogey. And the thing that peed me off about it the most was that he did it once and he looked up at me and obviously I looked away because I was just like, I don't even want to have that kind of looking, kind of, I know what you did, dude. You... But then when I looked again, he did it again, and it was a lot. So he did it twice. Wow. He did it quite a few times on the journey before he got off. How much bogey did he have in his nose? I'm not understanding. What do you do? You, you... I almost wanted to offer him a tissue. Then I thought, no, nah, I need my tissues. If he likes to eat his bogey, yeah. I'm sure he's. Oh my gosh. I'm sure he's disgusting. Yeah. I bet he's a freak. He's probably a freak, mate. Yeah, I don't want that kind of. It's called daredevils, like people that have no shame do those type of things. So, you know, live your best life. <laughs> what's your nonsensical okay, well, yeah. thing <laughs> let's move on to my nonsensical thing so I was going to say my nonsensical thing is a wig it's my well not any wig in my wig one of my wigs yeah so um, yesterday when I went into work well it's my own fault I woke up a bit late but basically I had washed the wig and I hadn't like blow dried it or nothing I, I left it to kind of just air dry and you know like you have to do prep you have to make sure you blow dry it properly and then straighten it yeah so um, I thought oh I'll do it in the morning. Big mistake. So I was blow drying this hair, but obviously, because you're in a rush, you don't blow dry it properly. And straightening it, it wasn't straightening. So me, I went to school. Hmm. I went to work with my hair. Like, it was... <laughs> you know, you're looking at yourself in the mirror like, this wig is not making sense. Oh. I was trying to do everything. Obviously, I don't know, but maybe people might have looked at me and felt something looks 
I don't know. I don't know. But the wig was not making sense. However, today, when it came to straightening it and blow-drying it, it was okay. Maybe yeah. because it's day two. But yeah, yesterday... Is it this wig? Yes, yeah, this okay. wig. Yeah. Was it frizzy? Like, I feel like it was frizzy. I feel like it was puffy. I feel like... um, you know how it's all like flat hair? There was yeah. one bit that was doing... Oh, my wigs do that. I don't know what it is I'm supposed to put on it to stop it because I've used literally I two bottles of mousse. I use a mousse. Mousse? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I use a mousse to like... Because all my life, if I did this, look, is it not standing up? Yeah, but it's... It just... It will behave. It looks no, like it will behave. Okay, it might. With the other one, the blonde wig, you know, real issue. Yeah. Uh, but I love that wig though because yeah. I'm liberating it. No, but I hear you though. That's a real madness because you know you're trying to go work and just... I tried to go and I couldn't put in a hairband because also the hmm. Couldn't you just clip it? I couldn't because what happened the braids underneath were not making sense. Oh so yeah, it was it was a struggle on the underneath with my hair and then it was a struggle on top with the wig. So that yeah. just wasn't it, isn't it? It wasn't it and like uh, to be fair I should have just gone to work with my natural hair. That's what I should have done. Word. Yeah. But I, I I don't know. Sometimes in the morning it's a bit of a battle. I normally prep my hair from the night before. So yeah. that's what I'm gonna continue to do. Yes, that's my nonsensical thing yeah. of the week. That being said, am I gonna stop wig life? No, and I know that there's certain people out there that are like, well, yeah, well, you shouldn't be wearing wigs. It's it's not your business. But it's you still chat to her if she wasn't if she was wearing a wig anyway. So what's your problem? Word like your have you told your mom to stop wearing wigs? Okay. More time people that say that they've got bare things they need to stop, but then they don't want to hear it. So it's just like okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You probably need to stop everything, but you know here we are. Wig life. Maybe you need to start wearing a wig. I don't know. Better. I don't know, but it's never women. It's never women that get onto That's your what I'm saying, Yeah, yeah, it's men, yeah. Okay, so you feel like certain men, yeah, some people's hairline's a bit, but. Yeah. We do not want to start on hairline. <laughs> I, I don't discriminate in it, like, because mm-hmm. I've, had, I've had suitors in my life that have had very bad hairlines, to which there were group chat, you know, topics, because um, that's what we do with girls in it. Um, but I just look past it because I see the person you are. Okay. Then you try to move bougie on me like your hairline is not receding. You don't look forty eight already. Come on, darling. Be a bit compassionate. Okay. Some some people should just go bald. I think if you're bald and you're going bald, you and you know how to slay bald. I think personally for me, I don't. I actually like bald men. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it depends on your head shape though. Yeah, but I think you're only gonna bold if your head shape is a certain way because I haven't seen a, a bold guy with a dead head shape to be honest. Mm-hmm. And you need facial hair, facial hair and a bold mm-hmm. guy. Oh god, hi. <laughs> you said hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind boldness. I really don't. I don't. I don't think it's necessary for a guy to always have hair because some of the hairstyles, like you guys will also say, some of the hairstyles us girls do, some of the hairstyles you guys do is atrocious. Yeah. And yet you love to slay it. Yeah. So. What do you do? You think so? Do you think that there's nonsense hairstyles? Oh yes, one thing I do. hated was um high tops. I like high tops, but not on every guy. I think on some guys, um, high tops look nice. On 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 others, it just wasn't mohawks make sense. were rude. Like I just thought yeah. they were unnecessary. However, it is what it is. I think a mohawk pops off on a girl if it's an Afrocentric mohawk, mm-hmm. and then face beat. You know mm. what I mean. Um, I think waves are fine, except for when you're you are obsessed about this waves thing. And personally, for me, I just think like, yeah, you've done all this for your waves. Yeah, they look lit, but I'm not noticing your waves. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, did you see the wave convention? Did you see the um? There was a video, yeah, that was circulating like on I think on Insta 
and maybe even on Twitter as well, there was a wave convention. It was somewhere in America, and all these guys pulled up with their do rags, yeah. And they were gassing each other up as they were removing the do rag, and you just saw the waves like. Were they good waves? They were good. No, these okay. these waves waves on swim for okay. real. I'm right. telling you, but oh, yeah. yeah. But, but why are you having a wave convention? Yeah. Because I mean, if we do, we have care. Listen, if there's a need for a convention, do it. I'm not mad at anyone that wants to do what they want to do. <laughs> All I'm saying is, my preference is do not invite high tops or mohawks completely. Okay. The high top needs to be of a certain level and mm-hmm. needs to be clean. Mm-hmm. If it's not clean. Nah. Then just leave it. Don't comment on me. That's all my thing is. You know what? Yeah, furthermore, let me not be rude. Like, I don't actually mind anything. It's just when, just know the energy you're coming with, I'm accepting you for you. You're not, your hairstyle's not preferencing world movement. That's true. That's true. I'm accepting you. Don't come with your rude mouth because if I hit back, you can't be sad. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I stand by like, if you are paying for me to get my hair done, then you can have a say. Yeah. But if you're not paying, don't say anything. Whatever exactly, don't say it. Oh, just hold your tongue. Do you know I actually have one of my best friends here? Yeah, I love him to bits, don't mm-hmm. get me wrong that, but he hates like braids. I, I remember, yeah. A lot of guy a lot of black guys don't like braids and I don't understand where this comes from because we've been rocking braids from the get. From the beninging. From Indie. <laughs> you know? So, uh, what's your issue? He don't like it. I remember there was a time I had braids and he's like, ugh. And I was like, babe, so like... It's not for you? So yeah, shut up. I still look good. So. Yeah. <laughs> braids are cute. But but if Becky's wearing braids, you're going to gas her up and tell you her that she looks Becky nice. You'll gas Becky up, you know. And, and Becky's braids are never going to be neat. Because yeah. Becky's hair is going to be everywhere. Yeah, Becky's edges are being snatched from her skull. But you're going to tell her that Becky's she looks nice. edges... Becky's edges is not edges. Becky. She's even got red bumps at the front. Becky hasn't got edges. She's got hair. It's it's just it's oh, yeah, that's hair. true. She hasn't got edges. And what she did is she cut the hair to make it look like edges. She doesn't have baby hair. Yeah. Hair. Yeah. Becky. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> right. We're gonna get into um onto today's topic. So today's topic, uh, there's not really one way to kind of say it. It's just living life without a particular parent mm-hmm. um so the reason why i really wanted fiona on today's episode was to kind of talk about her experience yeah. so like last year was a roller coaster year for you very much so mm-hmm. i was going to talk about it what oh. I, I was gonna you I was gonna say, one, I yeah to, no i want you to leave i want you to do come in yeah, yeah. so last year was a roller coaster year for fiona and in fact the roller coaster year is what even brought us closer together yes I would say. It so was. that's that's one beneficial thing that's mm-hmm. come up out of it you know obviously you've been doing your i think was it last year that you started your radio show no it was the year before year before so 2017 but last year it was really prominent and popping and yeah. you did was last year the year that you started hosting as well um actually the presenting i did before but host yeah last hosting year was last year hosting, that you yeah. yeah and last year you was doing holiday life as well not really actually i had did you not no okay it's, 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 okay what i said was like after everything happened okay okay but when my first holiday was actually when i lost my dad okay and it wasn't a holiday because as soon as i got there i had to come back yeah come so, back okay yeah i didn't really get to do it this year though huh? where if you find me you find me <laughs> we'll talk tonight so yeah so okay so kind of talk me through the year that you had last year basically okay. yeah so okay so what happened was my dad got diagnosed um two years before and then what did he have he had um he had pancreatic cancer okay 
which this is one of the most aggressive ones and usually i think they gave him like three or four months when he first got diagnosed now before he got diagnosed he was already ill but i just thought he had like ibs or something because it just needs to go to toilet all the time mm -hmm. and um but yeah they when he kept him in from there he just kind of lost everything he lost his whole body weight and everything if you knew my dad is very hefty he's a big man yeah so <clears throat> from there he started the, uh, the chemo and i was in my final year uni I didn't move back home because of that, because I had issues with accommodation, so I already moved back home. But I actually think God put me in that situation because of that. For you to come home? Yeah, because mm -hmm. I think that was what was building up to come. So I came home, was living at home, then dad got diagnosed, and then he did chemo, and then, <laughs> yeah, so... I don't know, if you guys know my family, you know we're, we're kind of on wrecking it, like, we're just, we're just a mad family, in it. Yeah. So I wasn't driving at mm -hmm. all. Um, I actually learned to drive because my dad couldn't drive. So okay. he was like, get behind the wheel and drive. Because I'm not paying cab and I don't want to be in an ambulance with these other people. So, okay. Wait, so what ambulance, ambulances pick yeah, up yeah, other ambulance, people? Yeah, they oh can my pick days. you and they can oh drop you off God. to your appointments if, you, if you're not able and you haven't got anybody Oh, no, what yet. I was saying, so when they're doing their pickup, is it just you that they pick up or they pick up other people as well? They can pick, yeah, they pick other people as well. Okay, no, I'm not doing that. Yeah, I'm not sharing really ambulance. No, I never knew it's that. It's not that, but it's not an ambulance ambulance. It's like a... Oh, is it like the red... Ones. Oh, okay, yeah. I got what you mean. I thought you meant ambulance ambulance. So, imagine I'm losing blood and then you're telling me, okay, wait a minute. We need to go and pick up. Uh, we just go pick up Cynthia from the fifth floor and no, you're mad. No, Cynthia, I can't come pick you up because I'm dying right now. <laughs> exactly. um, got blood coming out of me next. Yeah. So, you know, but, but Cynthia's got a five o'clock point. No, but I'm dying, mate. You yeah. need to come and help me out. No, yeah. it's not like that. Okay. It's like a mini mask. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, everybody can with. Um, but no, he was just like, no, so my dad was just, he's just very contained. Especially, mm -hmm. especially when he got diagnosed, is when he became very contained. Everything is quiet. Us, mm -hmm. us, us, us. So mm -hmm. that's when I learned how to drive, which was funny because the first time I actually drove into Kima, I hit somebody's car, and then yeah, we had this whole situation. Um, it wasn't even that deep though. The guy's an idiot. Like I don't even know what he's doing. So it's fine. Mm -hmm. Tried to drive off, but he wouldn't let me. So here we are <laughs> with the license. Um, so yeah, and it was very. From then on, it just became very dad focused. Like I feel like my whole world was very focus on him so it was like chemo it was so i graduated then i was looking for a job every time i tried going for a job it just wasn't working out get fired and no job was making sense and it was very irritating because my dad wasn't working however god bless his job because they he was very he was um valuable so he would try to go work even though we're telling him just retire now you're ill but he was like no so he'll go in for a few days and then he can take time off the first few, the first few um, <coughs> sessions of chemo was horrible. Like he was so ill, and it required me and Fion big up phase EPs out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, we there's so many people to plug, but yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. We we'll do that. <laughs> um, he um, so he he was the first person to do all of the cleaning of things because obviously he's a man, but as a man, so he's very no. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to intrude now because I can go my life without knowing. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, and then afterwards, obviously, Fion got into uni, and then I just had to step up, um, be my mum. So last year was the hardest one for me because the thing with cancer that pisses me off is so you could be at your worst on one day, tomorrow you're fine. Mm. That day you're sitting there, you're on your edge, like, and you're like, oh my God, 
there'll be days that I'll come downstairs because he has to stay downstairs because it's easier for him to like mo be mobile. I'll come downstairs here and he'll be sleeping in his room and all my life I'll be standing at the door just looking at his chest to make sure he's breathing because he sleeps so sound. Yeah. And then then I'll be like, okay, he's breathing. So I was always scared I'd walk in the room and he's not because he wouldn't be able to come out the room for days. He had no energy and you know it took a lot for us to it was a it's a full time job caring for someone that's ill. So yeah. And then last year was long because he was in and out the hospital a lot more, a lot more surgeries um and all of that and the hospital was not far but it's just draining mm. to have to go to the hospital and come home go to the hospital and come home and then it got irritating because i always felt like like big up all the doctors and all the paramedics that help sometimes i just felt like they really like fobbing people off when it's a constant situation to the point where i started to think i knew more than them mm. and i remember there was one time he had he was supposed to go for chemo took him but he wasn't breathing right. Like, he was like he was having an asthma attack or something. They were still trying to give him the chemo. And I was like, you're not sick. Do you not see this man is, you know, breathing bad? And then that's when they went into the x-ray. And funny enough, my dad said to me, he was like, I think you saved me. Because that's when they found the water in his lungs. Had they given him the chemo and not identified the water, he could have died at any point. But they started draining it out. So yeah, it was a very up and down year. It was very dad focused, but he was in the hospital a lot. And um, <clears throat> in the end now, when there was one, so then he developed asthma, which was even shocking because I have asthma. One that was in my room and my room's directly above his, so I can hear everything that he does. And um, I heard him coughing and breathing heavy. So I ran downstairs and I was like, what's wrong? I can't breathe. So I'm like, okay. I called Fionn because Fionn knew how to do the nebulizer. Fion gave him a nebulizer, then um, he was able to sleep. Next when I came, he's still breathing. That when I said, Dad, if you're gonna keep breathing, this I have to call the ambulance. And he said to me, This is this is this one, please, it really hurts me to say but he was like to me, you just like sending me to the hospital. And I'm like, No, I don't want nothing to happen to you. What's yeah. wrong with you? Like, and then but it's so sad because that was the last time he got sent to the hospital because he did not come back. And um the paramedic that came God bless that man. I don't know his name. I've seen him since. But that man, I'm probably, uh, all the paramedics my dad's ever had, he was the best one. He came and went, the way he handled my dad was so delicately. He did so many tests and he identified so much more that was wrong with him. Took him to the hospital now and then obviously they continued the treatments and I'd go see him. And one thing about me is I'm very outspoken. Me and my dad, we would argue. And you'd think for somebody that's sick, you're not gonna go argue with a sick person. We argued. Like mm -hmm. <laughs> I'd be like, you need to make things right. Don't tell me that I don't want to hear it. Go talk to this person. I don't want to hear it. Get out of my face. Fine. Then I'll go text him later. I said I need ten pounds. <laughs> <laughs> Money will always make you humble again. Okay, I need five. Come I back. need finances. Then you'll be like, go away. <laughs> Come yeah. back the next day. Just smile at each other, laugh, we're all good literally my best friend man he knew everything about everyone and then that week he paid for me finally to go on holiday to croatia and like that whole week i was like imagine like being so happy i'm going to it's gonna be lit i'm gonna go it's gonna have fun and then obviously i finally secured it wasn't a good job at all but it was a job and i was so grateful to finally have money give back to my dad secure the job gonna go on a holiday come back bang hours out give money to my dad all of that um that whole week was heavy my heart my whole body was heavy 
Because I, I don't know if I should go. I don't know if I should go. Go, 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 go. But his voice started to go weaker, weaker. And then he was like, go, 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 go. And then um, on the day that I was supposed to leave, I went to the hospital in the morning quick. So I like, I'm not going to see you for a whole week. So just coming to say I love you. And go, go, you're going to miss your flight. Go, 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 go. But he, it was, it's like I almost knew that was going to be the end. But I didn't want to believe it. And then we went to the airport, got to Croatia. Usually I'd call him. But I knew he wouldn't be able to answer, so he'll text. I text him, and I've landed. He never answered me. And then um, calling my mom, talk to my mom. Said, "Mom, did you tell that I've arrived?" Because yeah, I told him. Says, "Is it okay?" Said, yeah. Just updating me on you know the hospital stuff. Oh, he tried this. Tried this. And then that night I was in bed because the day was just crap. We tried to go out, it just wasn't working out. Went to sleep for a bit. Got a call from my mom, and then she said, um, <laughs> she called me up crying, and she's like, "See." They said, no, I know, I know, I know. I was like, don't tell me, I know, because I can feel it. Because he told she said, he's gone. I don't know. And I was like, why did I come here? I said, you think this is all worth it? I feel like at that point is when I realised, yeah, any hurt that I had before does not compare to what I felt in that moment. And I literally felt like I couldn't breathe. And my friends... They're so amazing. All the girls I went with, they they didn't know what to do, but they were so comforting. And as soon as I came off the phone to my mum, my phone blew off. And I couldn't hack and I couldn't breathe and I was peed off. Because the one time I'm not with you is when you decide to leave me. Are you mad? I uh, so angry. Then I was panicking because I didn't have money. So I used my last bit of money to come this holiday. I'm going to get home. That's not here to send me money to come home. <sighs> and then God bless. I'm going to big them up because this A1. God bless Leandro. God bless Samuel. God bless Charles. You three. Wow. I didn't need to say much. Pat me. Cavell. Pat me. Came home. And I come out the airport. And then who do I see? I see Stephen. I see Leander. I see my cousin Junior. And... It, Nothing felt so reassuring at that moment. You lot come out for me, picked me from the airport, and you brought me home. And then the process was just crap. Like, I couldn't handle it, man. I was drinking a lot. A lot. And the thing is, it's almost like my mum foresaw that happening. Because she's like, you love drinking, you love drinking. And it's mad because as dad was sick, when I did go out, it was a lot of drinking. And I thought it was just fine and bad and... It's numbing. I was depressed, man. Worrying a lot. Especially because not only did he have to depend on me in terms of care, mental care, you know? My dad doesn't talk. I'm so certain in my mind he was depressed. Mm. I tried to talk to him as much as I could, try to uplift him. And I'm sure he, he knew I was depressed, but he didn't accept it. We definitely tried to help each other a lot, but... I really, really don't know. I feel like I, I really, like, I feel like a little bit, bit of my heart just fell off and just died away because I really can't imagine it. Sometimes I actually wake up and I'm just like, shit, sorry for swearing. Mom. No, it's, listen, <laughs> we talk up the things here. I'm like, damn, that, that's not here, you know. And now's the time he should be enjoying me because I have a job and I'm in a good position and I'm doing things he'd want me to do. Like, he wanted me to do a damn eyelash class. What do your eyelash class for? Yeah. I did the stupid class, fam. 
I can't even go and pretend to do eyelash for him. He's not here. Like, darling. <laughs> it's very, very, very irritating to know that. Um, like, raw, like, I'm not gonna. Like, sometimes I look at the door and I'm like, waiting for him to come. He's my movie buddy, my music buddy. Like, I recently found this house album, um, SA House album, yeah. I just know you would have loved, like, I listened to it, I cried. If Fion dropped his EP, there's a song on it that feels very vocal about dad, which Fion is never vocal about. I cried because I was like, rah, like, I'm glad we all feel the same. But that was the worst thing I've ever gone through in my life. And there's so uncertainty around it. And, and the way the community handles the death is also, it's comforting, but it's also very tainted. It taints it because this person's got their story, and then people come gossip because people are just evil. Like gossip in terms of what they just like to talk sh- shit. Yeah, yeah. They like to talk shit. What like, about 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 the about person? About the situation. Okay. About the person. Mm-hmm. About what they think they know. Yeah. You know, like, like um, I'm not gonna get into it too tough, but obviously people had these these conceptions about how my dad and my mum were. But they're not living in the house. They don't know. Mm-hmm. Mind your business. Yeah. You know, fall back. Yeah. But one thing I'm always going to be proud of here, that send-off we gave him, mm-hmm. best send-off ever. Mm-hmm. I know he would have been proud because he always used to say, like, like, like there'll be times that I'll be like, oh, Dad, I love you. And yeah. he's like, you think I'm going to die? I'm not going to die, man. I'm going to die. Man. What's that? <laughs> I'm like, Dad, what's that? Like, the funeral, if you want anything for funeral. I'm not dying. Why are you trying yeah. to come my funeral? Like, when you died, nobody knew what to do. We're like, you're a simple man. Do we do it like this? What do we do? No. But we gave him the best ever. And when I saw him in that coffin, yeah, is when I finally had, like, peace in my mind. And when I saw him get buried is when I, I was at peace. Because it really is... There's this... Uns- I don't know if anyone else can relate, if you're listening. But it's like, when somebody's dad, especially someone you're close to, do you not feel very um, uncomfortable knowing they're not buried? Their body's just around. In It's like, it can be mistreated. It can yeah. Someone's doing something with them. Mm-hmm. And... You, it could be anything, you mm-hmm. know, and it was really irking because I was like, "Are they treating him okay?" Like, yeah, because you're not in charge of the body. Like, I'll be in the funeral home, and you yeah. don't know how he's being handled because obviously you guys would handle him with care. Yeah, he, his body is not in your Are presence. You holding him well. Right. I hope there's not any. Uh, but then when I saw him in the in the um, chapel, I was very happy. I was very happy. And I was like, "Wow, he just looks so small. He's not a small man." Yeah. But yeah. Do you feel like he looked like he was at rest? He just looked like he was sleeping. He was asleep. A very deep slumber. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that year, in terms of like how I felt, I just felt empty. I feel like I'm always trying to fill it with stuff. Um, but I've, I've started this self-love journey. <laughs> no, listen, it's not a joke. I know. I'm a bit of a weirdo though, because I just think like just don't announce it too much. Maybe everyone needs to announce their self love. Right, right. I think self love is not announcing self love too much because it's like you're not doing it for anyone else. You're doing it for yourself. Mm-hmm. And what I realized was um, a fear of mine was traveling solo. Mm. And one place I've always wanted to go is Iceland. Nobody understands. Talk up, talk up the things about your trip to Iceland. Let me tell you something, yeah. Black <laughs> people. Don't be stupid, right? These cold countries are the ones, yeah? Mm. These cold trips are the ones. You know why? First of all, you can swag. Swag with scenery. You know you lot like to do fashion and Instagram, yeah? 
Iceland is one of the most beautiful places I've ever been to. I'm telling you. And the reason I say this, I went Berlin after that on another solo trip. And I like Berlin, but it's not something I'm going to run to again. Mm -hmm. It's very city and this whole drab thing about it. I just, no. I always was a person that didn't like outdoorsy stuff. Well, I thought I didn't, but I did. Um, big up dad for that because he forced me to do everything you can think of. And I hated it all. Here we are. Lovely. <laughs> <laughs> well, you wouldn't know, have known that if you didn't try. Oh, uh, yeah. My dad, I, I don't know. I don't know about everyone else's, like, my African parents. Maybe you can tell me, but did your parents, like, do a lot of activities when you were younger? I feel like, yeah, they tried <coughs> to, like, make us do alternative things that we would do, like karate, yeah. swimming, yeah. ice skating. Yeah. But that, that's not everybody's story. But sometimes I think it's finances. Yeah. No, no, yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, sometimes I think it's finances. Or they just don't know about it. Because even, yeah. like, my neighbour, she's got three kids, um... And every time they have like school holidays and that, I actually go on my way and give her a list of things that I could, and with the prices, so she knows. Yeah. So it's not just, oh, we're going to go to a park up the road. No, you can go take the train, go up to a museum, which is free, yeah. and things like that. So she really likes that. But my dad, where he had the after school and the holiday club that he was managing, he made me go on all their trips. And then from going on all those trips, he made us do our own things as well. For instance, right, if you know my dad or you see a picture of him, if you go on my Instagram, he's on there. He's a big, hefty man. He's African. Please tell me why his favourite ride at Fort Park is stealth. You think I can ever go in the stealth? Why not? Nah! That thing is too high and too steep. Some days when it's too hot or the sun is too low, you can't go in there. Really? Yeah. It's, too it's high a safety it. issue, yeah. He loves the stealth. It's weird. My dad was a weirdo, man. He, he, he was a thrill seeker. But you wouldn't cut, he doesn't come off like that, which is what I loved about it. Yeah. He made me do paintballing. And that was a, here's a story for this proper joke. Like, he made me do it, and then he goes, um, go, 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 go. And I was like, I don't, I don't even know why I'm here. Like, go and tweet. So I went, I got hit, like, and then, like, literally, they bust the gun, I got hit. And I threw my gun, I said, this is crap. I don't like this. He said, it's crap. It hurts, paintball. Listen, yeah, paintball like, I, don't hurts. What, I don't know why you'd want to put your daughter in such a position, but okay. And I remember I walked off here, and he's standing on the sideline with his like colleague, who's some Asian guy, yeah. And he's looking at me, and he's shaking his, his head, and he goes to go far. He's like, just go and buy a KFC, man. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, don't bring me here again. And he's like, shut up, man. Shut up. <laughs> I was like, the, the sun. And then Fionn came, and then, yeah. Fionn wasn't allowed to do nothing because mum was saying, oh, you don't bother me. But yeah, um, he made us do a lot of things. So yeah, Iceland. Wow. So the only thing I knew about Iceland was Blue Lagoon and obviously Northern Lights. Mm -hmm. But then I did research into like the tours and yeah. then I found the Golden Circle tour. Oh, what's the Golden Circle tour? I can't exactly explain what it is because I don't actually know myself. Okay, so, but what did you do on this tour? All right, so it's I think it just pinpoints specific, like it's a natural reservation and it pinpoints just kind of specific things around it. Now, Iceland's got a lot of, of volcanoes. Some are active and some are not. A lot of waterfalls. It's very picturesque. Scenic, yeah. Oh, scenic, it's beautiful. Yeah. So, the Golden Circle kind of just takes you around. Um, does anyone know what... Do you know what a hot spring is? Yeah. What is it? Is it isn't it like a lake, but it's um, warm. It's warm, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and then it's also like when... It's like a, it's basically like volcanic water. Okay. Everything in Iceland is heated by the volcanic things underneath, underneath the it, ground. Yeah. 
Yeah. Do, do they have like eruptions regularly or are are there volcanoes um because you know you, you can have like external volcanoes or you can have volcanoes that's like under the water is there volcanoes under the water that's what heats okay them. yeah and then they have the external ones as well and the guy i remember when he said that um, how one of the old volcanoes was like erupting and all these icelanders were running towards it because oh, no. it's like good luck or something stupid what <laughs> Imagine volcano is erupting and people are running towards the volcano. And then everyone was just like, why? And he's like, this was all a bit mad here. Did you know, this is what I liked, the um, population of Iceland is equivalent to the population in Newcastle. Ooh. There's no one there. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't surprise me. There's no one there. And they don't have trees. Like, there's not, there's like a couple of trees in the whole of Iceland. Well, no, they don't have trees. And their breed of horses is the rarest. Their ancestor, where the bloodline comes from, is literally from like the 16th century, and it's literally the same family. So they're not killed off or nothing. It's literally they're, they're probably a pure breed, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, it's literally looks like Brazilian hair. Like it's crazy. Like it's lit. It's lit. But yeah, people don't be going to Iceland to go and cut off the the horse's hair. They're throwing the volcano. Go ahead. Yeah, go isn't it? Okay, you get deported. Why did Just you get deported? Enjoy. Because you went to go and cut off nonsense. <laughs> anyway, I digress. <laughs> but yeah, um, they film Game of Thrones in the Golden Circle. So what it was is just kind of taking us around to see things. So I saw a big waterfall, which yeah. was golf versus water, something like that. I'm, I've never been that close to a waterfall in my life. Um, I was also I was scared because it was slippery, but I was very happy. People are crazy. They take their toddlers to these trips near the waterfalls, leave the toddler to be playing around. But I guess it's okay. It's safe for whatever reason. Yeah. No, it's not. But I will be taking my children to Iceland. They have to go there. Yeah. They have to. They well tra- they'll saw... be well travelled. Yeah, they've got to see everything. we got mum for that as well, because she used to just own this. That's where Um. So, another thing was, there was this, the hot spring that they have. <laughs> this one's crazy. Like, you literally stand there, and um, water just shoots out from the earth, and it's at 100 degrees. Like, it's literally like an eruption of water. It just goes... Poof. I mean, yeah, it's it's really scary at first, but mm. it's like really cool to think that it keeps erupting. Did you see the steam coming out of it as well? Yeah, yeah, the steam comes out, and then when it so, falls down, it's like so red. Did you bring a tea, or did anyone bring teacup? It's like, oh yeah, I can, <laughs> can make tea. No, you're so silly. <laughs> no one for tea. But yeah, they have the best water in the world as well. And then I saw the Northern Lights. Yeah, because you've got Icelandic water, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, it's the best water. The tap water is fine. I know people tell you don't drink tap water, but their one is the best. I saw the Northern Lights. First night, it didn't happen for us. Mm-hmm. We got a tour guide that just would not sing it, stop singing for it to come out. And he just didn't, I guess, because he sings all the He was the best tour guide ever. Okay. He was so funny. The second night came out, and it came out really big. It was dancing in the sky. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> it's so funny, because where we found it was near a church. So that's when it came out. So I was like, oh, see you, God. Yeah. Okay. God made it happen. God made it happen. The tour guide didn't, but God did it. God did it. God did it. They're trying to make people eat, um, what was it? Shark guts or something like that. Pardon? Shark guts. Pardon? What was it? Shark, shark tongue. They were like, you can have a donut, you can have shark tongue if you're bad. Donuts. The donuts were nice. 
So I know what your choice was, clearly. Obviously. Who's eating shaka for what? Did they even cook it? No, it was raw. It's like a delicacy. Raw. So not only are you asking if I eat shark guts, so is this the intestine of the shark? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're asking me to eat... No, it wasn't. It was fermented shark. Sorry. Fermented? Yeah, fermented shark. It was disgusting. It's not. Fermented stuff is meant to be good for you, but who's eating fermented... I didn't know you could ferment meat. It's fish. Oh yeah, yeah, but still, yeah, still, yeah, it's fish, but yeah, meat, but shark meat, I could imagine shark meat being quite fleshy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was fermented. And it was so funny because the girl that we had, yeah, um, she was like, eat it, and I was like, no. And then she was like, just eat it. And I was like, what's the problem? Like, I don't want to eat it. Just she started chasing me around a lot with the fucking shark. And I was like, what are you doing? Like, she said, like, just eat it. And I was like, you're actually weird, man. Yeah. Like, she was making me laugh there, though. So she was cool. Okay. And then I made friends with some American guy and whatnot. And then the last thing I did was Blue Lagoon, mm-hmm. which was the best thing. And God bless this woman. I think her name was Anna Maria. So I didn't know. When I was reading the blog, it said that you can't book your tickets. You have to just wait and line up. Actually, you do book your tickets before mm-hmm. it gets sold out. And it sold out for three months. And I was telling them that I didn't know this. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and there was like, well, what's nothing we can do? Da, da, da. Then an opening came up and then I quickly bought it. But it wasn't until like four o'clock and my flat was at like, Eight, seven and I had to get to the airport mm. so I told her and then she's like okay don't tell anyone but here I'm gonna let you in mm-hmm. and I too so I was like oh my god thank you but not in just that she upgraded me so Ooh. I was able to have dinner and I was able to get like lots of stuff with it and mm-hmm. she was just such a blessing that and I said to her just shout me whenever you're in London like yeah. I want you which I was like oh. shout out what's her name Anna Maria Anna Maria when I go to Iceland yeah. I know who to hit up yes. I know who to hit up yes but Blue Lagoon is amazing but guys, sad to tell you, it's not natural. It's man-made, so oh. yeah. But it's still really good. It's okay. You, it's as a as a country like that. Yes, that doesn't surprise me that you've got one two man-made things yeah. as a tourist attraction. But they have the natural ones. It's just it's too cold. Yeah. Yeah. It wouldn't be hospitable for us to get in there. No. Who's dying of of cold? Hypothermia. No. Exactly. No. But Iceland is one of is probably one of my favourite places ever and I'm actually gonna go back again this year but mm-hmm. I'm taking my friends and I wanna do snowboard wheeling this time and go to the south because they have like this beach where it's like black sand. Oh yeah, I saw black sand beaches in um in Santorini. So yeah. Santorini's got different colour beaches, so mm-hmm. um they've got black sand, they've got red sand, oh San- Santorini's scenic beautiful as well really yeah you need to go there. the few of the i want to i don't know if i'm saying it correctly asian e agan sea something like that a-e-g-a-n i, I know that's how it's spelled yeah. yeah but the views of that sea are breathtaking wow yeah i'm due to go there and now yeah anyone that wants to go to iceland hit me up i'll give you a whole guide or if i'm going already we can link up because mm. I don't know what the night last night, I didn't do that. But let me just keep it very... Yeah, I think also when you're going by yourself, sometimes it can be a bit... Scary. Scary going, like, out at night by yourself. Yeah. But during the day, cool, calm, whatever in it. And also because you're black. Yeah. Um, Because if you're white, you can blend in. Yeah. But if you're black, you stick out like a sore thumb and you don't want to necessarily create yourself to be a target. Yeah. So I'm not surprised. But yeah. But actually, I said, I'm quite to you, that place... It's probably quite safe. It's the safe. It's one of the safest. And do you know what their highest um actual crime is out there? What moonshine? What's moonshine? People making homemade alcohol. That's it. That's like the that's like the worst crime out there. Moon. I feel like my mum says moonshine. I don't know why yeah, she says yeah. that. So it's, moonshine is actually alcohol. It's homemade. All these alcohol, years when she's been saying it, I don't get. <clears throat> I never understood why. Now I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
it's illegal. <laughs> no, you watch cartoons and you see like hillbillies drinking that thing with the triple X on it. Yeah. Yeah, that's moonshine. That's the that's the worst thing that's well basically in terms of like the worst crime that's happening in Iceland. Mm-hmm. Like for instance here it might be like stabbing or yeah. fraud or whatever. Yeah, no, that one's moonshine. Homemade alcohol. Can that that should tell you a lot about how the country moves. Yeah. And everybody on my left, everyone in Iceland was nice. Yeah. Friendly people. Friendly mm. people. So um I would highly recommend people going there. It's a cute little vacation spot as well. I don't have this, so you know. That's okay, that's vacation by myself. By yourself, yeah. And yeah, I just had a great time. So So that was the highlight of last year. It was amazing. What what month did you go? Was it around your birthday time? I went October. Yeah. Oh, these not forced me to have a party. I didn't want to have a party for my birthday. Mm-hmm. Amazing friends, man. Amazing family. Yeah. Lit party. I was drunk, obviously. Obviously, yeah, that's what we do. Yeah. Just get drunk. Christmas is good. First Christmas that I've been free with money. Everybody enjoyed it. Everybody. Big up daddy, man. He really, he... Oy. He shaped and moulded you. I, I know that you said earlier on, you know, that it's... You felt... Um, sad almost because he's not around to kind of see you flourishing in the way that you know that he wanted you to mm. but the positive spin on that is that I feel he set you up he did before you know so at least he knew okay boom I know if you, you know I know she set up yeah no he set yeah. he set us up for life like me if you're your mom when I say we're set like he put things in place we were very confused about like for instance yeah one thing that one message i kept getting when he died was um like just not random people like people i have around me and like cousins or like aunties and uncles they like to reassure us that they have a lot to owe us and we're like well why i've got a lot to owe you you don't owe me nothing no i do because your dad did this for me mm. i owe so much to you mm. and he's like i love that but i don't need to feel obliged yeah but i'm very accepting of that because it just goes to show the kind of man that he is he was let me <coughs> tell you something at the funeral your dad's obituary was it's like it was a celeb word <laughs> that obituary like i till the day i die i'll never forget it like the it was just amazing like just talking about all the things he did in terms of youth work and all the things that he did in terms of the community and obviously he was a very creative guy and he just was the definition of like living your best life authentically yeah um and i feel like a lot of times people in our parents generation they there are alternative things that they were good at or that they wanted to do and Mm. they weren't able to do it for and a lot of the times to do with fear or it could be to do with finances or whatever but it was just nice to know that there was somebody who clearly was a visionary Mm. and that he he did a lot of work with the youth as well so and not only that but the priest she was like okay we're here you know we're mourning him we're saying all these amazing things about him but she was like to all the men in the in the congregation, yeah, okay, so if you were to die today, what would we say about you? I said, yes, Reverend. No, big up Janet, though. Reverend Janet. Mm-hmm. A1. I her sermon her. was on point. Yeah, no, we, we, do you know, we had, like, a free talk about him. My mom was, tell them, man. Yeah. Tell them. Yeah. No, my dad, he was, he really kicked us in our butt. My mom and dad here, for African parents, the only reason I say it is because, obviously, my other friends are African parents, like, <clears throat> as much as they pushed us towards the educational side of things, they really did not. So I was put in theatre school from when I was five, you know, and we've always been nurtured in the creative side. I wrote poetry. Every time I wrote a poem, I read it to my dad, regardless of how raunchy or whatever it was. He was so proud of me when I did AYV. He was proud of me when I did the presenting, you know. He was proud of me when he did music. Like, 
he really kicked us in our bum to say yeah do this but do what you love mm-hmm. like and he pushed us but obviously i'm a neek as well so he was super happy when i started doing the neeky stuff like you know sweater, <laughs> shout out to all the neeks i'm a neek clearly because you know me and science but it's all right but you're like you're creative <laughs> too man yeah 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 no i think it's important to be like i want to be the type of parents my parents were to me still i want to be able to push my kids into i could talk to them i don't want to talk to them all the time but they forced me a lot can't lie they forced me to talk to them a lot no that's a beautiful thing that is such a nice thing that you had that kind of open space and open dialogue to be free because a lot of people don't um i feel like it's only now that i'm older i can be a bit more free not that and this is the thing about it like i feel like my parents did they tried but i don't i still felt like I couldn't be open with everything, if mm. that makes sense. It was always going to be... I, I think I'm just at a point where now I don't care. And that's why I can do the podcast now. Because yeah. like I can say something like, okay, here's what it is. Yeah. Like, I've made it... Woman. Yeah, big woman. They listen to the podcast anyway. So, yeah, it's cool. Like, yeah. yeah. No, it's good. I think it's important. But it's just such a shame. I just wish... Um, wish it, I would... To be honest with you, I always say he set us up. He put so many things in place for us, which I'm always grateful for. But for the price that it had to come in, I wouldn't want it. Because I would prefer him here. Like, even now, we're sitting in the kitchen. His room was literally behind you. Mm. And he'd be there, like, and he'd just be, like, quiet. And he'll, or he'll come out and go to the toilet and say, hi. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and then he'll go about his business yeah. like I probably miss him just being there or complaining that I'm too noisy or the fan is on all night because he can hear every little thing I do in my room yeah. like I miss all that but I guess you know th- the reality of it is um, we always know that death is inevitable but I think it just becomes more real when it's closer to you oh, and it's scary yeah. it's scary to know that my fears that I had before this have now shifted to the point where it's like, wow, people actually die and go. Mm-hmm. And I think, where is he now? What's he doing? Is he reborn? Is he in heaven? What's he doing? Is he kicking it with my family that's mm-hmm. dead? What is he doing, man? Then I can feel him. I can feel him around me. Irritate me. <laughs> <laughs> so his presence is always around oh, you. Yeah. Ask my mum. She'll tell you, say, yeah, I can feel him. Just leave me alone. <laughs> but no, you can't leave me alone. Yeah. So yeah. Last year was a hell of a year. Mm-hmm. Um, I even did therapy. Let's talk about that. Yeah. I didn't want to. And from when dad got diagnosed, I was constantly told by my mum and my friends, because I was with up here, to, tell, to do therapy. And I kept saying to them, I'm not a mad person. Why am I doing that? I was very ignorant to it. And then finally now, when he died, I said, okay. My doctor actually put me forward. He even asked me, just was like, listen, call this number, please. And then I called them, we started talking therapy, and I stopped it instantly because she was really getting on my nerves. Where, do you mind me asking um, where, what ethnicity your therapist was? If I had to be real, I don't know, it was only on the phone. It was over the phone? Yeah, because the waiting list for CBT was long. Okay. So it was just to start the process. All right. She was jarring. Okay. Yo, jarring. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know when you just have to play it off? So she'll ask these questions at the beginning, and that's how she'll indicate how the therapy goes. I actually just had to start telling her, I'm fine, I'm fine, 10, 10, 10, 10. I didn't want to talk to her no more. And... It's sad. Was it was it from sorry to cut you off, was it yeah. from the NHS? Yeah. Okay, so it wasn't a paid one. 
No. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, I work for therapists now, yeah. and I realise where it is. Um, they don't mean to be like that. <laughs> okay. And I think it was just her. It was just her tone. Everything was like, oh, okay. So I said to her, oh, I had this situation. Oh, really? And how did that make it? Oh, and I can imagine that's how you felt because of this and that. Ugh. Shut up. Yeah, she doesn't sound like she was a very good I think therapist. she was a trainee. Okay. I think she was training up. I think her intentions were very nice. Yeah. But she was driving me. Then my job, now where I work, they have like, you get three sessions for free. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did sign up, but then I didn't go. Because okay. I said, I'll shout you when I need it. Mm-hmm. Um, but my issue was always, I kind of, I think when my pops passed, it was like, <clears throat> everybody was so upset about it. And I kind of wanted to be very... um mindful of the fact that i might want to offload on my mom but she also is upset yeah because of that i felt like i felt bad to talk about it but then when i would want to talk about it she don't want to talk about it then she would want me to talk about it and it was this whole thing but i really just wanted to talk to my mom you know and in the end we found the dialogue and now we're great mm. you know it was very rocky at the beginning even my brother like life's not beginning to be honest mm. you probably didn't like me now we can talk yeah talk about anything I feel like therapy, I don't know if anyone else, but for me, it's all good talking to a stranger because it's helpful, but I think for me, because I need, not reassurance, but kind of, I need to speak to someone that knows me so they can let me know. See, maybe not, maybe not this way, maybe not that way, do you okay. get me? And I know sometimes people say, no, you need to talk to someone else so they don't give you a biased opinion on it, but I always think if the person knows you well enough and you're accepting enough, I think I'm a pretty accepting person in terms of, like, critique. Mm -hmm. If you know me enough and you can tell me about myself enough, if you come and tell me the way I'm thinking is a bit different, I'm going to listen to you, and I'd rather hear it from someone that knows me because they can say it to me. Do you get it? Yeah. But it's different with everyone. Um, And I always had to try and be mindful of the fact that, you know, my mum, she can't always take it all on. So we had a bit of a rocky start. But... I will always prefer to talk to somebody in the crowd than outside. Yeah, okay. I think for me in terms of therapy, I went to I went to therapy once. Well not well not once in in one session. It was yeah. it was for one time it was a couple period. of yeah, one time period. Um what and it's funny because what I went there for isn't when once they got to the root of the problem and I'll talk about this because this will be a whole other episode, I'll tell you that. Mm. Um what it kind of just unraveled certain things and certain things and behaviors or people in your life or triggers it's like kind of, kind of get into the root of the problem i think that's what it was and ultimately with therapy i see it as it's to kind of open your eyes to a situation it's not there to solve the problem i think it's mm. just there to make you aware of certain things and give you some sort of guidance to kind of tackle them um and some people need to hear home truths yeah um and you know, I think therapy also doesn't have to be because something bad is going on in your life. You don't have to wait until it's dire and that's when you're going to the therapist. I think sometimes you can go to therapy when things are just great. okay or great even. Yeah. Um, and that's a way of kind of keeping you on track or making sure that your trajectory is okay or in the right direction or whatever. So I, I think... I wish more people would go to therapy. I don't know about the NHS route. I actually did have to pay. Mm. Um, it was quite hefty. Um, but but it was good for it, you. But it was good. It was good. It's an investment. Um, <clears throat> can I say, though, 
prior to that, like I said, because obviously now I work in a, a, a situation where they do therapy for all types of people. Right. And personally, for me, on my knowledge now and what I know, I think we all need it at some point. It's necessary, and I, I really commend therapists for what they do mm-hmm. and how they make you think and the way they look at things and just their compassion towards certain situations because it's helpful. Um, but people shouldn't look at it the way I did because I was very ignorant to it. I was like, no, I'm not yeah, my person. I think it's because of the stigma in our community. Ultimately, whenever you talk about things regarding mental health, there is a negative stigma to going to a therapist. People tell you, no, we don't go to therapy, we eat chicken. Well, I don't. But yeah, okay. What the hell? What? It's gonna <laughs> even correlate. We eat chicken, yeah. So what? I'm gonna just eat my eat myself to death, basically. We when eat I'm going chicken with a side. This yeah. is why we. I'm fatty. I'm, this one. Not You're not fat, fat. But I comfort eat a lot. Yeah. Then I comfort drink. Stop. Okay, that's good. But yeah, you no. Know, talking about things. I don't necessarily, yeah, you're right when you're saying it doesn't solve it. It just makes you think. Make you aware. That's what it is. Like something that, there might be something, little, little things that you might even do in your life that you just think is nothing. Everything that we do somehow is connected and stems from somewhere. And it just kind of opens your eyes to these things. And it's like, rah. Um, Because introspection is really hard. People find it very difficult to kind of look into themselves. And critique themselves properly or some people are too harsh and that's why i say it doesn't have to be when things are dire sometimes in life you need to go to therapy to assure you that actually do you know what you're actually doing all right yeah you're not bad you know yeah you know your life actually does make sense it's okay it's not in the toilets okay i prefer it i prefer being checked because then i realize okay that was a call yeah. Did I do that? Was I was I the cause? Okay, let's rewind. Let's yeah. think. Let's do this differently. And I've grown a lot from not just therapy but just general checkings. Yeah. And um, there's certain decisions I've made. There's certain things I do. I'm still a bit of a dickhead. Can't lie. I am low key. It is what it is. We're all dickheads. But the first step is acknowledging. I know I'm a dickhead. <laughs> we can all be dickheads together. <laughs> Yeah, no, seriously, like, I even know when I was younger, I must have, uh, I'm definitely aggressive, which I didn't realise. Mm. Aggressive, I But that's the thing, because you don't, re- sometimes you don't realise that you're doing something or that you come off this way. Yeah. And people around you, they either become accustomed to it, they're like, okay, yeah, that's me. Yeah. Or sometimes some people are scared to say things to you because they are worried about how you're going to interpret it. Because Hundred percent. So she was scared how you were doing. She was like, things. sometimes I don't want to talk about certain things because you're so aggressive and you just thought a different way. It's mm-hmm. like, well, bitch, yeah, yeah. So yeah, but I don't tell you nothing because you just start fighting everybody. Okay, so you started to deflect. Yeah, she's telling you something instead of you to come and accept and like, sit with the truth. You are trying to deflect it back is, from her. This was even the growth because now when she says, it, oh, okay, okay, you hear it, yeah, accept it, yeah, like this. I do this better now. Yeah, like we we have the checkings. Yeah. And whatnot. Even down to like, what was I gonna say? Was was it? Like even down to now, like <laughs> I'm subconsciously very shady. Mm. Do you think it was the position that you were in in life? I just think I can't lie. I just think I've always been. Um, I always felt like I have to defend myself. One thing that always used to get me mad, and I still, I'm very strong on this, mm-hmm. 
whether it's an issue, it's not an issue, I, I can hear you, but I, I can't lie, I don't think I'm going to change the way I, I think about this situation. Yeah, yeah. I personally think a lot of the time when people are angry or you see a situation happening, it's easier to flock to the person that's loud. You're not actually realising why they are wilding out. You're just getting angry at the fact that they're getting angry at somebody else. And I always felt like I was always in a position where, because I'm loud, I'm a loud person and I kick off, do you understand? Mm-hmm. I have a temper and that doesn't, I'm not saying, oh, my temper's fine. No, it's not tight. I should know when to not get angry or just walk away. Do you get it? It's always something I have to work on. It's not right to kick off. Like, just leave it. But <clears throat> let's not deflect away from the reason why yeah. I'm angry right now. Yeah. Because you're you're saying, Fiona, you're just always angry, always did it. <sighs> when I turn around, I tell you, this bitch just pulled my wig off. <laughs> Am I supposed to stand there and walk away? And get angry. Okay. No, 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 don't be angry if you're mm. not walk away. What would you do if someone pulled your wig off? Yeah. Do you understand? Obviously, it's easy to say that to somebody yeah. else, but I think sometimes people tell you to chill because if you're normally the uh, not not the, the aggressor, yeah. but the more aggressive one of the two of you, people know it can go left very quickly. So they're saying yeah. it almost sure. to protect you. If it's somebody who for the most part doesn't get involved in things, they would just you know, sometimes if someone's out of character, so for me to kind of pop off on somebody, you know that that person really did me it's wrong because I'm not that. Or you yeah. know that that person really irritated me because for the most part, that is not me. Yeah. But if if that's how you are a lot of the time and yeah. things do go left, they're probably saying it, okay, do you know what? We don't want Fiona to come and pull this girl's hair or like punch this girl and then things pop off and then we have to jump in as well. Because I would never be the one to touch you first, you know, because yeah. my parents taught me like, you don't hit the person first, yeah, mm-hmm. they hit you. So you got a reason to say I was defending myself. Yeah. However, you're right. And I feel like it's why well, I, I feel like I actually fell back in there a bit. I think I digressed a bit because mm-hmm. prior to that I used to walk away from stuff. Off yeah. late because this is how I explained it to my friend. I said when I lost my dad, I said everything that I've ever suppressed, anything that I've ever, you know, all the emotions that I had in control. Mm-hmm. I feel like you know a pack of millions when you drop them on the floor. Yeah. Scatter. Scattered. And I feel what's happened to me mm-hmm. is everything that I've ever felt thought of suppressed everything's just gone mm-hmm. like a man and I'm do you feel better up. though no no <laughs> okay okay no what i'm okay no I don't. some sometimes when you drop all these things and I, I i really like the analogy that you gave yeah it's not every single thing that you should come and pick up again no 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 that's what i'm saying mm-hmm. but this is the beauty bit because now what i'm doing is and this is how i've made my close friends around me really understand that when i have my outburst and I call you the next day, I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm saying sorry to you because, and you're telling to me, you don't have to say sorry, I'm begging your forgiveness because I need you to understand this is the process I'm going through at the moment, mm. and it's really not ill, and it's really not anything, I'm just really learning how to restructure my whole being again, yes. so what I'm doing is now picking up each one delicately and placing them yeah. back to where they need to or be, or maybe they don't, or they yeah. don't need to be, yeah, yeah. do you understand, it's, t- it's just taking my time to understand, okay, you can say I'm learning who I am again mm-hmm. without, because my whole identity the last few years has been Fiona like that. Mm-hmm. What's Fiona? Yeah. And that's what's happening now mm-hmm. because it's like, okay, now I don't like this type of thing and I don't like that type of thing. And, I don't, and it's like, not anything you don't like, you, want, you must make a noise about. Yeah. But where I'm so riled up and then, because I try to be strong, mm-hmm. I'm not allowing myself to cry as much as I was. Yeah. It's like, It'll build up, build up, build up, build up, build up. Then I have this big outburst. Yeah. And it's embarrassing because I'm not a person, as much as it might seem like I am, 
don't really lack attention on me like yeah. it's not like like mm. go away do you get it like enjoy yourself around me yeah but <coughs> you're hot a bit yeah, it's hot. <laughs> I know, I know. Nah, the heat is um enjoy yourself around me but enjoy yourself yeah. around me yeah 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 be free because, be yeah. free yeah 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 be yourself like do your thing so when yeah. people hover or they like if you know me well don't touch me ever <laughs> don't touch me <laughs> ever <laughs> Want you to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't touch, but me. you will communicate that. Like, don't touch me, no. But even when I communicate, it's like, oh, what's her problem? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you just have to meet people where they are, you know. Yeah, yeah. no, I'm, I'm, I think I'm doing better now. Mm. I'm doing better now. What I do is, um, if I just don't feel like I just don't, I don't feel like I owe anyone anything anymore. Say that again. Please. I don't feel like I owe anybody anything. Can you anymore. say it one more time, even louder? I don't feel like I owe anyone anything anymore. Which Beautiful. is sad because I don't feel like I owe my mum anything. No, but this, but but this it's is from the love I love her. Mm-hmm. I want to. De- thank you. That's the beautiful thing. In this life, we have this sense of entitlement to people. Yeah. We think that, oh yeah, because it's my friend or my parent or my child or whoever it is, we feel like we have dominion over them. Yeah. yeah? And that isn't it. Yeah. At the end of the day, we don't belong to anybody and nobody belongs to us. The same yeah. way that people come into our life, they can also exit it uh-huh. as well. And what you said, now you're doing things not because of this sense of entitlement or because she's my mum or because that person's my friend or I have to do this. No, it's like, no, I'm doing this because I'm choosing to do it. Yeah. And when you choose to do something, it feels it really better. It feels better. It comes from within. I wasn't forced. Yeah. It wasn't forced. And I really mm. love it because it's like I'm doing right by who I love. Like, yeah. And the love that I have for you is, is I need you to understand it. Like, I, it's not a good thing, but I always smother. I love it. I love yeah. to smother. Like, yeah. I just want you to know. Why don't you get a pet? Oh, God forbid. Okay, sorry. I don't do oh, dogs. I sorry. don't do cats. Okay, sorry. But I might get a pet sorry. fish. You can't smell my red catfish. My catfish. No, not the cat. No, but um, I just, I just like to know that you know, you know, because I'm not a person that, like, I'm okay. I'll tell you, I love you like fifty million times a day yeah. because no, it can happen. Yeah. But don't touch me. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like. I love you. Yeah. <laughs> Get away from me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you're disgusting, yeah. but I still love you. Yeah. Oh, you look dead, but you actually look great. Love you. <laughs> I'm that person. Right. So you've been very candid and you've shared so much with us today. This this has just flown so beautifully. Like I I really appreciate you being like open and honest and yeah, just giving us a bit of an insight into your life. So based off of the experience that you've had over the past year or so. Like, what's one thing that you've taken away and that you're going to be implementing into your life this year? Um, what, from last year? Yeah. Oh, don't wait. Get checked for everything possible. Mm-hmm. Like, ASAP. Um, even though I really hate doctors, I'm scared of hospitals, all that jazz. Yeah. Another thing is, love on the people you love, like, hard. Mm. Which I do anyway. <laughs> but I, I just want them to understand where the love comes from it's not because it's not because i'm in a better place it's not because you know it's because i genuinely genuinely yeah love you and <clears throat> this really goes out to the people that were so supportive including yourself during the time when it's not just because of how you were supportive to me but my family mm. you know and 
that's it was beautiful and i want you to all know that like i really really do love you guys like i really do and then the last thing is anything you want to do just do it because <clears throat> life is actually too short like i don't think my dad even knew that it was going to be that quick yeah. we didn't know anyone could just go you know in that space of time we lost an uncle and we lost a cousin you know so please just <laughs> please just do what you have to do if you feel to do something today do it and what's last one sorry last one is this year please don't be deceived by this whole yeah life is this if you're having an off day please have your off day mm-hmm. have it happily mm-hmm. have more than one off day but just remember to get back up yes i don't care how long you need just remember that at some point you have to continue yeah. no, i'm not telling tell you you have to completely move on yeah but you have to make steps to push yourself because I have off days almost every week. <laughs> 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 and I'm very vocal about it now. Like, before I wouldn't be, I'm suppressed. And I'm like, no, no, it's cool. Like, it's almost like, you know, I just wanted to just please Yeah. People. But now it's just kind of like, I'm having an off day, so just don't. Yeah. Like, really, just don't. If you need an off day, if you're not feeling it, if you feel funny in your system, don't feel obliged to do nothing for nobody. Stay home and stay in your room and be as sad as you want. Just don't hurt yourself. Yeah. Listen to some music, watch a movie, or sleep all day if you have to. Order a takeaway. Order a takeaway. Do exactly what you want to do as long as it's not harming yourself or anybody else around you. And if you need more than one day, have more than one day. And if you need a week, have a week. But as long as you get up and you carry on afterwards, you acknowledge, okay, cool. I've let it out of my system. Let's move. Yeah. And do something else. But having an off day is very, very, very healthy. Mm-hmm. Do it. You can't be happy all the time. We're not robots. Or them people in them Doctor Zeus films and books. Yeah, that have been like, well, yeah, humans, humans were not designed to just have one emotion all the time. So, which is a beautiful segue into our brand new section. So, today is going to be the first episode where I introduced that because I want to. So, um, it was my brother Alden that actually came up with this idea. Big and up, Alden! Yeah, big up to him. So, the Because I Want To section is something that you did in the past week that you just felt like doing. Like, for example, you knew you had that money should have gone towards something, but you were like, you know what, I don't even care. I know I've got other things I need to pay for and I'm going to sort it out, but I went to go and buy that back. Or, you know, I didn't feel like going out that day, but I decided to go out. So what was your Because I Want To this week? All right, so Monday was long. Because I was... Whatever. <laughs> Monday was being Monday, yeah? Monday. Tuesday, I went into work and I just felt off. I didn't even eat my lunch and I like food. Mm. Um, and it was a nice lunch. I didn't even eat it. I just felt, ugh. So I was at my manager, can I have tomorrow off? And she was like, why? And I was like, I just want it. Then I was just planning to go home and sleep and then take today off mm-hmm. and just rest. What I actually decided was big up Cavell for this again. I'm big up Cavell bears like that's that she's your people. That's my jeep. <laughs> um, <laughs> my fucking jeep. <laughs> she knows. Anyways, um, yeah, she was like, oh, I just can't because she lives in Derby now. So obviously, can you? Can I just explain something, right? Aside from losing my dad, mm-hmm. I lost my jeep. Okay. She left What's she me. doing up there? She's doing her social work master. Okay, okay. She's doing something to make herself amazing. Yeah. But, no, I can't lie. We're both, we're actually losing our minds in it. Like, she keeps calling me every day to say, I haven't seen you this year, but I really spent New Year's with her, so I don't know what she's talking about. Okay. But, okay. Um, and she's coming down soon. And literally, all she keeps saying is, all I want to do is get bath, drink magnum, and pout. Is what we do. Okay. 
And I really just wanted Magnum. <laughs> so what I did was on yesterday night, I called my mate Sam, big up Sam. And I was like, yo, I just want to make, drink Magnum and throw some balls around. And he was like, what? And I was like, let's go bowling. <laughs> so we got Magnums and we went bowling. Yeah. Because I wanted to. And it was fun. And how did you feel afterwards? I felt good because we went to cinema after as well. He probably treated me, bless him. Aww. And then, yeah, woke up this morning feeling fantabulous. Here with Alex Macias. Yeah. Bannering with my mum all day. Yeah. You could, when you came in, like, you just had the nice, calm vibe, but sometimes you need to just not go into work. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be planning a sick day very soon. We need to recoup, babes. Yeah, yeah you have to. Up, Monday, I didn't do anything. I just lay down in my bed and I did nothing. And that, I think, was mad because I went to. Yeah. The only thing that was missing was probably... But you know, I wasn't even hungry. Yeah. Like, I only ate one meal in the day. Can you... Like, that's not me. Mm. Um, today, I was saying mad because I want to. It's a small one this week, but still, we moved. Um, I bought Ritz biscuits, and now I shouldn't be eating anyhow. Because, mm. you know, I was like, yeah, hey, I'm going to just be a bit more focused, try and get summer body ready and all of that. But Ritz biscuits, if you know me, you know I love Ritz biscuits. They make <laughs> my life. I don't care. They are the best snack in the world. I'm not really a sweet tea person. I'm more of a savoury person. I love food and hoops and... Yeah, it's savoury. That's oh, what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. So I'm more of a, a savoury girl. So Ritz biscuits, don't make the mistake of leaving the packet near me because they'll be gone. I don't care whose packet it is. So I, I bought my Ritz biscuits. I haven't eaten them yet, but I'm going to be eating them when I'm on my way home from your house. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best, man. Because yeah. you wanted to. Because I wanted to. Love that. Yeah. Love that. Okay, yeah. So, yeah. That's it. Well, thank you so much for being the guest today. So on that note, we're going to go into the disclaimer. It's not by force for you to take any of our advice, but life gets really difficult sometimes and it's really reassuring to share your experiences and live in your truth. On that note, thank you very much for listening to our episode, guys. That's it for the Advice with Alex and Friends podcast this week. Bye. Bye.